to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another magical, maniacal, mindful sort of Monday morning for Torch Report 434. No matter what, friends, do not forget to breathe. Today, we will be wading into the political complexity just one breath at a time, starting out with a personal story of yours truly, friends. It is... uh, it is complex. Life is complex. And, <clears throat> you know, today, right now, you know, I had 30 articles open from a wide variety of left-leaning and right-leaning sources. And I'm looking at all these sources. Those are the ones that made the initial cut. You know, the ones that I believe offered clues into the current trajectory of political chaos. And, in my humble opinion, I believe these articles provide the best indication of what comes next in the great global circus. But naturally... The question that comes up is, where do we begin? You know, I'm, I'm asking myself, how do I put this all together and really kind of point to what's most important? So to start out today, I want to sh- share a personal story, some of my personal strategies for staying above the fray and not getting sucked into the doom loop. We will be getting into the politics, but I want to start out with this because I do think it's most important. As I've said many times before, there is more happening in any given moment on any given day than any one of us can keep track of. That's just the way it is. And of course, this fact is being, uh, it's well known to the global elites, it's being heavily exploited by the ruling class. They have a twofold strategy, which is to A, keep us in the dark via censorship, and B, to fracture our attention by flooding our senses with very sophisticated propaganda. And that sophisticated propaganda is being constantly delivered on our highly addictive devices. Altogether, I think that's more than enough to overwhelm the average person, the average peasant. But thankfully, friends, I know that you are not average, the astute listening audience here at thetorchreport.com. And of course, neither am I. Being the lowly peasant that I am, I am exceptionally curious, and I'm not inclined to get overwhelmed. So thank you uh, to the shared inherent limitations. You know, let me come at that differently. You know, Thanks to the inherent limitations of our shared humanity, I believe that we're all susceptible to this barrage of distractions and the corresponding sense of overwhelm. Overwhelm is an emotion, an emotional state that we all suffer from at times, or, you know, we can suffer from. More acutely, I would say we are all susceptible to the increased and sustained levels of stress that physiologically limits our capacity to process life, especially our capacity to process the political chaos at the global level. So the result of all this is in fact disastrous, if not predictable. The result of feeling overwhelmed and having fractured attention is really apathy. To, To feel apathetic is to feel indifferent, right? To, to stop caring, to stop being interested in what's really going on because it just takes way too much mental effort to try and process it all. And I think that you and I, and you know, the, if we were to look around, I think we know exactly what that feels like, but I think we can probably identify people in our circles who are really suffering from that sense of overwhelm and are beginning to tune out and feel apathetic. We need to reach out to those folks. It's really important because right now we need not to be apathetic. We need to be you know, very tuned in and very focused to what's going on. But apathy ultimately is a coping mechanism. It allows us to compartmentalize the various facets of our life 
that are constantly competing for our attention. That's that's the way it works. Apathy, um, it's really a sure tail sign that sure tell that one of our you know that, that we're they're living in survival mode right if we f- start to disconnect and feel apathetic we are we are retreating into survival mode it's a coping mechanism and if we're in that state then we're not able to thrive and not only are we not able to thrive we're not able to deal with the problems that we face and the truth is this as tempting as it is to believe that the world has gone so completely bonkers that we no longer have the ability to live our lives, to embrace our liberty, to pursue our dreams. That's easy to believe, but in reality, we still have everything that we need to thrive, despite the crazy circumstances. Uh, But to do so, of course, we have to tap into our inner resources, and we have to remain grounded in natural reality. That's the secret to my strategy. And this this occurred to me as I stepped outside. Uh, when I'm working, r- reading, researching, writing, I take a break about every hour I step outside and I take some deep breaths. And I just feel what it feels like to be alive, right? And and doing so keeps me grounded. It keeps my head from, from exploding with all this information. And that, you know, the secrets of that strategy are very well rooted in science. But I want to kind of share how I came to this practice. And it's really thanks to the fact that I destroyed my body, right? When I was running around playing G.I. Joe, I destroyed my body, and I took this long, arduous trek through a decade of chronic pain. And by the time the VA wanted to amputate my foot, I'd been limping around with a fused ankle for over a decade. The fusion was failing, and that meant that basically the associated pain with every single step was inescapable. I couldn't get rid of it, right? Every step of every day was wearing me down. It was breaking down my body, breaking down my mind. It was crushing my warrior spirit. And I was in a dark place when somebody finally suggested, hey, you need to check out some yoga. I thought, yoga? You know, my knee-jerk reaction was to scoff at it. And I'd always thought of yoga as this new-age hippie cold. I mean, come on, you're not going to catch me dead in a pair of spandex. But in a moment of desperation, I did not don spandex. But I was ready to shed the doubt and try it out. You know what I mean? And And I'm glad that I did. I bought a small library of yoga books and just very studiously applied the lessons I was learning on every page. I thought, you know, if it works, great. If it doesn't, you know, no harm, no foul. I really had nothing to lose. And so after tens of thousands of hours of yoga, ultimately I was able to not amputate my foot. I was able to regain a new lease on life and rebuild my body. And and then I went on to help many other people do the same. During this experience, after I'd become a certified yoga instructor, after I'd opened up my own yoga studio, I began to see a deeper connection between our mental and physical health particularly as it relates to chronic pain and post-traumatic stress. Over the years, you know, as I was getting into yoga, I really immersed in that for, you know, years there, I, I, I attended lots of conferences, you know, and I gained several certifications in yoga for PTSD. And as I was studying and learning how to use yoga as a tool for overcoming the physical, mental, emotional trauma of war, first responders, and that sort of stuff, I learned... Uh, many different advanced modalities, for lack of better words, ways to modulate our inner workings. Now, in a million years, you know, I, I never would have thought that I would have ever got into yoga, right? And never in a million years would I've ever expected that this phase of my life's journey would somehow relate and be applicable to, you know, the geopolitical chaos. But 
you know, after surviving the manufactured pandemic, the COVID chaos, and enduring several years of this great reset that we're in right now, uh, we're, it's just being thrust upon us, right? It's starting, it, I guess, what am I trying to say here? Recently, it's just become very, very clear to me that the tools for dealing with post-traumatic stress are precisely the tools that we need right now. These are the tools that in my own life have bolstered my mental resilience, mental and emotional resilience, to the ongoing psychological attacks. So as previously discussed, friends, these mental attacks are, they're designed not just to hijack our minds, not just to transform our consciousness, that's happening, but these mental psychological attacks are actually working to suffocate and to assassinate the spirit within. And if you're intrigued by this kind of stuff, friends, Torch Report 431 uh, really lines that out. If you have any questions about mental health, stress management, healing, mind, body, soul, etc., please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can shoot me an email anytime, luke at thetorchreport.com, or just reach out through the substack there. Now, prior to the pandemic, that was my area of expertise, right? I'm a, you know, experienced yoga teacher, a continuing education provider, et cetera, et cetera, these different certifications. But, you know, I'm, I'm beginning to see how relevant and important these lessons are right now to shoring up our ability to maintain clarity and focus in the midst of the chaos. It's, it's these tools, again, these lessons that allow us to combat the relentless attacks against our overall well-being. Friends, we need to use the mind before the mind uses us, right? Use the mind or the mind will use you. And without getting into all the details of that, you know, to do so, how do we use the mind, right? Instead of allowing the mind to use us, our mind is running away like a crazy train. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. The way that we use our minds is really to take a deep breath, you know, take a deep breath, stretch your arms out wide, and tune your brain into the physical sensations of stretching. Pause with your full breath in. It brings big benefits. And then just simply relax your shoulders and let your arms down as you exhale. It seems simple, but it is effective. And if you do this a few times throughout the day, it will create an internal shift. And you will awaken and strengthen your inner awareness. That's the secret, okay? From here, once you've awakened that inner awareness and strengthened that inner awareness, you can proceed to use your mind and body as a tool for getting stuff done <clears throat> to improve every aspect of your life, okay? So all the aspects of your life right now that are currently under assault from the globalist agenda and the invisible hand of the global cabal, uh, we can do that by tapping into those inner resources. Now, <laughs> all that said, friends, uh, none of that was anywhere in any of those 30 articles I had pulled up this morning before I started writing the report, but I felt like that was really worth saying. So let's go ahead now and turn our attention to the news. Just say no to economic slavery. Great article out today. Just say no to digital enslavement, you know. Meanwhile, China, Russia, they're the, the BRICS, they, they want to dethrone the U.S. dollar and upend the world order. This is like five articles on finance here. Another article, uh, the cost of soup is about to soar even higher, thanks to President Biden. Another article, the Fed's long-term GDP outlook is dismal, and yet the economy hasn't got the message. Meanwhile, over in Seattle, area power bills are rising at the fastest rate in over a decade, and I would say that's by design. Now, I wanted to start out with the these uh, links to these financial stories because 
the point is, ultimately, you know, global digital currency is coming and it's coming soon. Despite the lies that Biden's economy is booming, despite the lies that the, you know, the, the everything's going great. I mean, it's just, it's even better than we think that it is and all that kind of stuff. The fact is that the U.S. financial system is on the precipice of collapse. You know, that too is by design. And the only thing that really remains to be seen in my mind at, at this point is the timing of it all. When will that collapse occur? Now, with the, uh, the BRIC nations rolling out their own currency later this month, many people are speculating that the moment of financial collapse is actually coming sooner than later. So beware, you've been warned, you know. And you may, in fact, have been hearing some news out there about China facing an economic collapse as well. Like, don't look at what the U.S. economy is doing. Look at China. Their economy sucks, right? And friends, I don't believe that's just a coincidence, I think we should be paying attention to how they are spinning this narrative. They say, I put a link to the article in here, says how China's economic troubles could spread globally. So the U.S. economy is teetering on the precipice of collapse, but China's economic troubles could spell trouble uh, globally. China, of course, is said to be the role model for the world, and there is really no denying that their economic fate is linked in with our own economic fate, not the least of which because they, they own an exorbitant amount of U.S. debt. But here's what I think. I think that if either country collapses, whether we go down or, or China goes down first, both are going to go down. And I think that that is probably what the invisible hand of the global cabal is working toward here. The timing of all of this aligns perfectly with the rollout of the world coin digital currency and that and that shiny spherical orb that is rapidly issuing all those new global digital IDs all around the world. It's not just a coincidence. But did you notice how that's not in the news? Now, interestingly enough, you know, on the political front, only the Republican contender Vivek Ramaswamy He's had the courage to call out the international banking cartels that I believe are driving this transition to global digital currency. He's calling out BlackRock and others. I saw that article out today. And uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, he also has had the gall to call out the climate cult, the climate religion, and point out that the entire climate agenda is really all about power and control. He's spot on. And on top of that, uh, Ramaswamy, he, he was, he, uh, he's quoted Thomas Jefferson in declaring his own list of 10 political commandments. He presents these 10 political commandments as truths that are sacred and undeniable. That's to quote Jefferson. And I put, I put a screenshot of them in here. You know, I'm just going to go through them real quick. Number one, God is real. Number two, there are two genders. Number three, human flourishing requires fossil fuels. Number four, reverse racism is still racism. Number five, an open border is no border. Number six, parents determine the education of their children. Number seven, the nuclear family, family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Number eight, Capitalism lifts people up from poverty. Number nine, there are three branches of the U.S. government, not four. And the last number 10 political commandment here is the U.S. Constitution is the strongest guarantor of freedoms in history. 
Okay. Thomas Jefferson said, we hold these truths to be sacred and undeniable. And when I evaluate that list of 10 political commandments, I believe that those truths are sacred and undeniable. So I I buy in. I get that. I like that. I kind of like this guy. Now, this week is the first presidential debate, right? Wednesday, August 23rd. Uh, and there are several Republicans out there scrambling to qualify. They're trying to get more money so they can get up there on the stage. And of course, Trump, he's choosing to bow out of the presidential debates because he has a legendary 46 point lead in the polls and all that. But I think that Vivek Ramaswamy is actually going to be the man to beat on the stage. I think he's, well, he's, I don't think he is in fact the first millennial to ever run for president on a Republican ticket. And I do think that he's going to set himself apart from the other candidates. He's, he's art- intelligent, articulate, and he's bold enough to speak the truth. So if you listen to this guy, he's got good things to say. If you want to know how to pronounce his name, I, I did put a, uh, a link to his little two-minute video in there. Uh, but he's got good things to say. He's, he's claiming that he's going to take a, um, Trump's America First movement, and he's going to push it even further by reviving the American identity, by reviving what it means to be an American for the next generation. Again, he's a young guy, 37 years old. He's going to revive it for the millennials. What does it mean to be American? And, you know, all that said, you know, there are many people that do remain wary of Vivek Ramaswamy, and uh, ostensibly, according to CNN, that's because he he has Hindu faith, and, and you know, good old red, oh, good old-fashioned red-blooded American They don't like Hindus, I guess. I don't know. You know, to be blunt, friends, I think that that's a piss poor reason to reject a political candidate. So that said, if anyone has any dirt on Ramaswamy, please drop it in the comments below. I am uh, looking for that. I didn't have time to go looking for it this morning, though. So while all of that's happening, the Republican Party continues to self-emulate and tear its emulate, 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 uh, burn itself to the ground (laughs) over Trump. Right? They're tearing themselves apart over Trump, despite the fact that the American people clearly are choosing Donald Trump as their preferred candidate. Again, you know, a, a, a legendary 46-point lead. Nobody is even close to having as much tr- uh, support from the American people as Donald Trump. Okay, And just to kind of you know, point this out here, there are two articles out that I want to kind of put side by side because I think they articulate the chasm between these two camps, you know, the the MAGA crowd and the never Trumpers. Okay. Over at the popular conservative hangout townhall.com, there's an article this morning titled Trump has zero shot at winning the most important election in history. Now you need to understand A lot of conservatives believe that Trump has zero shot at winning the most important election in history. Do you believe that? I don't know. Now, uh, to to oppose that or to provide contrast uh, from the hard-hitting Wayne Allen Root of America's Top Ten Countdown, he says there is no other choice. No other choice. It's either Trump or five more or five terms of Obama. Okay, it's either Trump or five more five terms of Obama, Obama being the behind the scenes pulling the strings of the sock puppet Biden administration. So, friends, we already know what the party bosses think about Trump. We already know what the deep state thinks about Trump. The question is, does it even matter what the American people think about Trump? And evidently, it does matter. And it matters enough that right now, YouTube is, uh, you know, they're ramping up their censorship. Right now, YouTube is scrubbing any and all evidence that might exonerate Trump uh, and any and all evidence that thwarts 
the entirely concocted J6 narrative. So that's happening right now. How do you think that might be interfering and affecting our elections? Hmm? You know, if, if people aren't able to get the accurate information, then they don't know that uh, this whole entire thing is just a great big shit show, for a lack of better words. But I want to set that aside, friends, because, you know, elsewhere in the news, there are murmurs of another document dump about the sock puppet president's crack-smoking son. And then the Clintons, they're out there reviving the utterly corrupt Clinton global initiative. And both parties are starting to fret the potential threat of the so-called no-labels third-party candidate. Pause. There are no third-party candidates, period. This no-labels BS is a backdoor trap, okay? I just state that for a fact, uh, and I'm going to set that aside, <laughs> okay? There's uh, also some growing speculation. In fact, uh, five indications over at Fox this morning that Joe Biden will not be running in the 2024 election. Some people have speculated that maybe that's why Clinton's gearing up. They're using the Clinton Global Initiative to... Uh, to get money out, to get staff out without having to file with the FEC and all this stuff. But anyway, all this stuff going on was revolving around American elections. Evidently, all of this has spooked the Canadians. Okay, the Canadians are out there. Uh, some high-level Canadian officials are openly mulling their, quote, their game plan. What are they going to do if the U.S. takes a far-right authoritarian shift, i.e., what are they going to do if Trump wins the next election? What are they going to do in Canada if Trump wins the next election? What are the Canadians going to do if the will of the American people is actually upheld? I don't know. Again, it's coming from top-level Canadian officials. Over here uh, on south of the Canadian border, our own U.S. liberal media lapdogs, they've been really direct about it. The uh, Over at Newsweek this morning, they say that Canada is actually, quote, preparing for a far-right victory, end quote. Canada's preparing for a far-right victory, zoiks! Now, why might that be, friends? I don't know. Could it be that the stage is being set for a hung election and a civil war because that's what Bill Gates predicted would happen all the way back in October of last year? You remember that, friends? I believe that that is, in fact, the case, that we are being set up. And if this is a case, then we are in for a very bumpy ride. And the very best advice I have is do not forget to breathe. Life is still good, no matter how how crazy it gets and no matter how crazy it seems. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please go to the website, click the heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this magical, mindful Monday morning and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.